Hello. Hello. Harry boy. Charlie boy, it's good to be back with you. Good to be back with you on this week's episode of Generic Airborn. I want to know. Oh, and what is a glorious day of beautiful news? Of beautiful news. Exactly. Beautiful news. It's been a weird, rainy, and horrible day. One thing I've been looking forward to the whole week is a bit of beautiful news. Yes. You know, there's shit going on left, right and centre, but ultimately, somehow, our lives incrementally seem to be better off than they were 100 years ago, thanks to the efforts of marvellous human beings. Uh, the, the, the bad eggs get far too much attention. It's time to take some take a gaze over the marvellous things that have been done. I mean, that was, that was quite a, a beautiful intro, I have to be honest. Um, oh, so, oh, that's good shall news. we kick off? Shall we yeah. kick off? A nice yes, little off. piece, a thick slice of beautiful news. Do you want to kick, off, kick us off? Um, I think, uh, <laughs> yes. Um, okay, I... I will kick us off with some beautiful news, I must admit. Shall I just do the random? I, I do round random. I can kick us off. You reckon round yeah. random? Round now I can't even yeah. find the random. Oh, yeah, there's the random button. Uh, if you've got one, kick us off. Okay, so let's do three, two, one, and... Um, okay. <laughs> UK teen pregnancies hit a record low. Uh, no. That is... That is this week's topic of beautiful news. So that's lovely. Um, birth... Is this around the world? Sorry, which country is it in? This is UK. Nice. So, yeah, it's it's just uh, fallen on the UK. The source is the World Bank. So we have births per one thousand women aged fifteen to nineteen. We have a eighty four percent drop. Uh, between uh, 1961 to 2017. Okay, so a little bit outdated. But essentially, data is clear. Um, and I guess you've got um, kids from like very kind of teenage backgrounds mm-hmm. um, know that maybe there's more uh, likely experienced in terms of... Um, those teenagers not being able to support those kids due to the fact that, you know, they're very kind of like young parents. Um, their parents of those parents need to kind of like uh, chip in and in a certain amount of capital to look after them. But, um, yeah, I think everybody is uh, being a little bit more sensible in this day and age now that things are getting very, very expensive and things are going down for teenage pregnancy. So there we go. That's good to know. And I, it also, I mean, it's interesting. I, want, I wonder if teenagers are more educated about sex than ever before. 
And, I think so. You know, less like it, I remember in school, sex and drugs. Uh, it was better than what my parents had, but it was still a bit of like fear tactics. Um, I think I think the UK was fairly fairly uh, poor on um, sex education. I think you know other other European countries. A, a, a lower age of consent, but yet the teenage pregnancy level still um, remains like fairly low. Um, mm. But essentially, um, can you believe this? So, two thousand and one, emergency contraception was the uh, was available for the first time over the counter. So that's been going around now for nineteen years. Emergency contraception. So, um, I, I thought it would have been around for much longer than that to be honest yeah i thought that would have been around for quite a long time i do but i don't really get how the emergency contraception works it's weird that there's no pill for men um ah oh, but they are developing one i remember that i remember hearing rumors of a pill for men being developed and it got blocked because the symptoms were uh nausea and all of this but it turns out the symptoms were identical to the uh to the pill for females it's just men didn't want to put up with it no exactly i think uh, for women, correct me. Uh, well, writing, yeah, yeah, right, right, right. Maybe we're not the best people for this, but um, the symptoms uh, for certain pills can be pretty serious. To be, um, you know, some of them not mm. just are contained like nausea and other things, but some of them sometimes can cause like heart attacks and things like that. So they're pretty dangerous um, mm. until you find the right one. Well, uh, yeah, we're just being a bit lazy. Yeah, we're we're probably not the ones. I don't want to be causing any fear around these things. They're generally, if they're behind the counter, they're very safe and tested. Uh, oh no! Oh yeah, yeah exactly. Don't but, want I mean, any of you out there talking about you getting your information from generic ear porn. All right. That's if very I, true. If I see anyone claiming us as a source, um, I'm cancelling you. Yes, yes. Yeah. Uh that is that is true. Yeah, we we don't want to mm. be on the, the Daily Mail tomorrow. Um no. so I, mean, I wouldn't mind being on the Daily Mail, you know, if it got us out there. But get us we coverage, the, but maybe not the right in thing. The By all means, Daily Mail misquote us, put us in the paper, we'll get our story out there. Um but j just for the record so that we have made it clear, we are not a news source. For news is. Beautiful news. Part right. Of beautiful, uh, part two of beautiful news. No children died in car accidents in Norway last year. It's always scanning. God, the algorithm. Yeah, I mean, needs to, they, needs to change. They've got either amazing, like PR people, cherry picking facts and just spewing them all over the internet to try and get people to come visit, or they it's are funny. just better than us in every way or we need to find a new new source <laughs> uh, yeah that, that is true but i it's just this is beautiful news daily it's beautiful news daily okay so okay being killed in traffic uh from seven died in 2011 and then uh four the year after that five the year after that five the year after that Three the year after that, two the year after that, four the year after that, one the year after that, zero in 2019. Oh, actually, it's another so zero. They're getting it 
that is just remarkable. Do they just? Uh, they must have just had a culling of all children. Can you imagine if, they, if that's what they did? Mm. So in the UK, in 2020, mm. it shot up to 52 a year. But I mean, arguably, a larger population. Did you just know that off the top of your head? Uh, I not. I have just researched it. Ascandis all use horses. Oh. <laughs> children never die on a horse. <laughs> and they're very environmentally friendly. I mean, it's, it's a very specific uh, demographic. Um, obviously, you don't want anybody to die on the roads, but even more so, you don't want children dying on the roads. But is, is that from like road traffic collisions, like car crashes, or is that just from children walking about on the street on the way home from school? Uh, Both. Uh, road safety campaigns, lower speed limits, less driving in built-up areas, new cycle lanes and electric buses, a recognition that one traffic death is one too many. Okay, so probably both. That's, so it's just all sorts of stuff. I mean, it, I, I'd like to go around in a car in Norway and understand what that's like, because if it's like everyone's driving around 20 miles per hour, I might go... One death, fifty-two. Just doesn't sound <laughs> like that. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> um, yeah, no, that's good work, Norway. Good work, Norway. You're always impressing us. Really are. I think we need to. Uh, yeah, we, we need to take a trip a... out there and do an episode in Norway. Just in and Norway. then just going around, just going, look at this, look at this. How crazy would it be to do an episode in Norway? Onto Beautiful News and do a segment and Norway appearing on a random episode of Beautiful News. Oh, that would be fantastic. Good. We could do a little uh, YouTube series, a little 10 parter where we travel around Norway learning about amazing things. Uh, thanks, Gandhi. Road trip on the yeah. cards. Lovely. Um, okay. Wicked. Do, do you want to intro us to our feature? Okay, so that's enough of beautiful news. Thank you. Okay. On to the, uh, the episode. The topic. The topic is... Charlie, my boy. Charlie. Yes. yes. Platus... Oh, sorry. Platus said, back in the days of the Roman Empire, you need to spend money to make money. Well, by this logic, the UK government is set to make a fortune as they've spent £30,000 of debt for every citizen in the country. The UK government has £52 billion this year simply in interest on their loans. The government is not only, inst uh, is not only the institution, it is not the, oh my goodness, I'm going to start that one again. The government <laughs> is not the only institution addicted to debt. Billionaires around the world avoid earning cash choosing borrowing the money to buy assets, then using the assets' earnings to pay off the loans without making a profit, never leaving much cash in their account in a method known commonly around the world as buy, borrow, die. This stretches all the way down through the billionaires avoiding tax to the middle class with student loans, car loans and 30-year interest-only mortgages, and even to the people with no money at all or assets to speak of, uh, living week to week on credit cards. 
As individuals, it appears we must reach for as much debt as possible in all levels of society. And now, as new products like Klarna and PayPal in three emerge, should we be embracing these services or is it time to look at debt differently? Is it worth the risk of shaking this relatively stable foundations of all this debt has built us? Would it, what could be to gain from a society without unlimited debt? And what is at stake if we continue on our current path? Wow, that was, a, that was an insanely meaty uh, intro um, and really, really informative. Uh, but yeah, wow. This is our topic. Okay. So, I mean, so many different tangents we can go down. Um, yeah. I, I think starting off with um, like debt as like a like a concept, right? So, mm-hmm. um, we kind of like live in this world where sort of being in debt um, on paper, technically, it's like a socially acceptable thing. Right? So you can you can have um, like the, the the millionaires, the billionaires, um, driving in their little rich haven. But at some point, they will be in debt. You know, they will have uh, loans, uh, existing um, kind of assets. Uh, you know that technically are theirs mm. on paper, but really are owned by maybe the company they work for. All, all of those different things. So. Um, Add more products and services into this world, uh, the everyday consumer um, can take on not just more than like credit card debt or mm. loan debt, but you know, just paying for things like an e commerce website, giving them the option to get um, more debt to try on like a pair of uh, trousers and to check if they're okay um, and like pay back that installment in like times mm. it's like a, it's a scary scary uh world um you think it's it, I, I think that's it i think that's it when you imagine someone spending money on something that they that isn't a necessity um that that's the concern that it could phase into this addiction thing but i mean is it would you say but then also there's this so i was almost completely against Klarna to begin with however um and so i'm a hypocrite with uh, we're thinking about introducing it into our business now but one of the things that changed my mind on it slightly was the fact that they don't actually make a uh, profit they, their goal is not to make profit on interest it's not they're not their goal isn't to target people who can't pay them back and collect interest on it they they make commission on every sale that when people use them and then um, so that changed my mind on them a little bit. And I also found that, um, it can be quite useful. I do all my payments. I pay myself weekly. So when I do a big asset purchase, like I just bought a Weber barbecue, um, like the one we, we used when we went camping. Ooh, and nice. it's nice because splitting it into three payments means it fits into my weekly budgets. That. Exactly. Um, but it's the thing, like all of these things are tools. There's an opportunity for people to uh, damage themselves with these tools. Um, but the, 
the, but the question is, I believe if you're against Klarna, you're kind of against debt as a concept. Because, um, yeah. you know, uh, you should be, then you should be against mortgage debt because people burn themselves with those. Or you should be against student loan debt. It's, you know, it's, it's causing extreme inflation. Um, or you should be against uh, billionaires avoiding tax of debt. <laughs> Which, I mean, arguably, that's the one that most people are against. But uh, the only way that you'd prevent billionaires using uh, debt as a tool in the way that they are would be to increase interest rates. <clears throat> and that, you, you know, and suddenly it's like, oh, wait, well, no, because that affects me. Um, um, so I think, if, I mean, there's like, there's a few elements here. There's like, the good parts it's like the the parts like the interest and potential downward credit score for users who who use something like buy now pay later and there's like some i think longer term things so like the good things are that this mpl model and mm. give people uh, access to specific financial products it could be healthcare, um rent uh, like consumer goods so on paper they seem to be uh, convenient pretty seamless um, when it comes to the the biggest expenditures um, of like kind of day to day life um, mm. but then you've got a company where like they can offer you sort of like a, a line of credit um, it can be some long-term um, complications that maybe you, you can't read initially like in this in the small print so um right now if you go on to a bmpl uh, if you pay through a bmpl um portal what that says to lender is you can't afford a product right now essentially uh, whether it's mm -hmm. Whether it's like five hundred quid or hundred quid, you are choosing to split that even over you know, three or four times. It may be, in Anna's uh, mm -hmm. case, with no interest. But what I think people and consumers really need to do is like start building your credit score because, like, when you've got a mortgage, got a loan out on a car, there are things that you can do, like maybe having a credit card can build up that your credit score but i think studies show especially in the u.s 72 percent of consumers in the u.s have ended up with lower credit scores after using bmpl services um because it shows to that lender that um cannot be trusted when potentially buying those repeat products um long term um interesting so they yeah i mean the the car loan market in America is one of the most seemingly most messed up ones, but it's it's more it's more the thing of where the it's for me it's where the line gets blurred um, is when the lender uh, the lender's incentive to ensure that the consumer can pay them back diminishes. 
And that's essentially what happened in 2008. Hmm. Yes. Which is, you know, banks uh, were, it did not matter whether people could pay them back. They got money for lending out a mortgage. Hmm. If the person defaulted, they won twice. They clean the house and they get the subsidy from the government, which, funnily enough, is happening right now in the UK. Mm. Um, where we're doing uh, guaranteeing uh, the UK government is guaranteeing 90% of the loans dished out by the bank. So if they foreclose, they get most of their money back. Um, which is just a, it's a weird thing to see repeating. But I mean, it's, it, but the, what I was worried about with Klarna is that they was creating, that an institution was being created that was actually incentivized to, uh, not only get people into debt, but have them not pay back. In which case that was going to be like this marketing rabbit hole. But actually, the incentivization process, they, they still very much actually Klarna front up the cash. So if, uh, if someone was to buy a product, one of our products using Klarna, Klarna would pay us the money and then they would be waiting for the money from the person that bought it the consumer yeah exactly yeah so they they have a strong incentive to make sure that these consumers can pay them back exactly um and potentially sort of kind of how they can make a profit i mean day day to day um they they don't they don't make too much money right um yeah. from 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 these sales this is why yeah. these these companies like klarna have to um move into other Financial products, so like Klarna, for example, um, just released last week that they're they're moving into open banking space, which is very similar to um, the company that I work for. Um, but oh, is it? So yeah, so Klarna um, and other BMPL providers, where they do make um, some money, is penalising their consumers sometimes up to twenty five percent of their purchase for repaying late. Um, which, when it comes to like an interest payment, can be pretty pretty hefty, um, especially for mm. the, the larger um, expenditures. So, so is this on like these these consumer products? So like uh, like the stuff you're seeing, like these dresses and stuff like that. Exactly. So like if you don't pay, uh, so like I bought um, some uh, like a skiing like uh, salopettes and like a jacket. I went skiing. Mm -hmm. I didn't repay that back within thirty days. I would have had would have had to have um, would have got like eighty eighty quid added onto three hundred and so quid that um, I would have needed to have paid back. So mm -hmm. and that and that happens. Um, the amount rises on a weekly basis after you've not made the payment. So essentially, just mm -hmm. giving you uh, putting you more and more into um, so. but it's, it's it's no different from a credit card really um it's just it's it's a funnier it's it's more specific it's more specific on individual items exactly it's yeah it's just it's just a percentage on 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 items rather than your whole your whole statement um mm. but it's, I, it's the way that society's gone we're so 
like basically the whole the way the whole of society works now is uh like pay for stuff then earn your money for it uh, we, exactly we, like, we, we we're living almost kind of paycheck to paycheck right so you know i've got a credit card i'm in debt about you know thousand to fifteen hundred quid every month until i get paid at the end of the month and then i pay it off so basically mm. 24 7 I, I personally the don't year, want to apart from but, the few days at the end i'm in debt <laughs> which is just bizarre to think about but that's actually the way that you know society is telling you to operate um, um and then also some sometimes um you you may work for a company um they ask you to put certain expenses um and let you take the full or expenses but obviously you can claim them back maybe a month later um so not just yourself and your decisioning but you know like you said society and the institutions around you um still because keep one, you in one debt of the sad well. things still part of school they teach uh pythagoras theorem and stuff like that mm -hmm. and uh, I mean, I would have really enjoyed this as well, which is what's a shame. It's about account, you know, it's statistics or mechanics, but it was not accounting. Like accounting wasn't part of maths at school. Mm. Um, and really, that feels like it should have been an essential module because uh, understanding how to utilize debt still doesn't, still, I'm not an expert. And it took me a long time to just understand how credit cards work and there's a lot of silly anagrams that they use um that make it you know that make it very hard to understand what's going to go wrong if you don't pay back yep um i definitely agree on that um, mm. so in terms of like where where this industry i think is going there are yep. there are a lot of um, companies that are trying to make BMPL that sort of like lending product um, a little bit more fair. Um, so this is where uh, the banks themselves offer a lending program to retailers at point of sale. So it's like a regulated program of specific lending that you can so you basically as a business or a retailer you can partner with a bank and mm. like consumer if i decide to go to a credit card company or a bank and require a loan the, this business is going to the bank directly to provide them a certain um, amount of credit to give out to their customers when they decide mm. to pay for things in store or online Right. So, uh, you're, so you're you're a company. You're working in debt, right? Right. You're work. You're 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 a company. You're working similar space to Klarna. Um, no, 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 no. We are not. Um, okay. Do you want to uh, give a brief, as uh, brief as possible, uh, description of how your company works? Okay. So, similar to Klarna, um, company, <laughs> my company, um partners and integrates with financial institutions banks worldwide enable yep. for consumers um to make 
open banking payments through either a fintech app um, online or on your phone. So um, essentially, when you decide to top up um, your crypto wallet or your iGaming account or to make a purchase online, instead of paying mm-hmm. via Apple Pay, Google Pay, annual transfer, you pay via your bank. So you are connecting your bank um, to allow for your banking details passed um, through to the app that you're using. Essentially, choosing your, your, your financial institution, move over to banking app where you authenticate, and you confirm that your workforce is um, accessing your um, financial data to either make payments or to um, onboard you as a user. And then you then, you'll then move back to your um, fintech app, whether it's uh, iGaming account or crypto account, or stocks and shares ISA, and then the process is pay as um. Paid. So basically, it's a it's a it's a way for banks to uh, operate in the same way as Apple Pay or Google Pay. Yeah, we're ju- we're just giving we're just giving the making it more straightforward to move money around. Yeah, we're giving the user to make permissioned um, payments, or for giving you permission um, to allow. Uh, your bank to um, give data to the business that you're using um, to either offer better products to you or or to make payments. So that's essentially how it's done, and it's done through APIs on the back end. Um, so API call, just your bank um, takes your first name, last name, account number, sort code, um, and matches it with what you're going through on your fintech flow, and then yeah, you're you're onboarded, so all those details are taken through automatically via your consent, uh, and then you are then able to to make payments or you see your transactions in, in your app. So, um, but it's it's a lot of different use cases, but that's essentially kind of a high high level. Um, so similar to Klarna, Klarna's connected to multiple banks worldwide. Um, where uh, they are able to um now for their what, I, what I was curious about is do you have conversations with at your company regarding ethics uh, on uh, like are there ethics debates that go on at your company um, I think in terms of this sort of new wave of um, fintechs where either they're accessing a credit or data to enable a user um, kind of uh, take out fintech products. Um, I think we, yeah, we do think about it, but I think with us, um, kind of go through our um, payment experience or to be onboarded as a user, it's all user consented, right? There's three, like, there's three, like, security elements. Like, one, um, your uh when you when you decide to um connect your your banking app it has to be done uh via biometrics or password so that's the first hurdle so if 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 you're like uh, someone who's trying to make a payment through um open banking it has to be done via that first first part um mm-hmm. and then if if then like if i'm charlie oldham on my bank account is Charles Oldham, and the bank yep. thinking 
okay, well, we know we know Charlie's Charlie, but just to double check, we'll send him a text message, like just to just to confirm, and then he has to go through a specific flow um, to confirm his identity. Like that's the sort of stuff that you can do, like in the in like in the middle part of that flow. Um, mm-hmm. Then the last one. Um, if you decide to exit out the flow, you're then redirected back to the, the main screen where you have to connect to your fence institution. So, like, there's, at all elements, you have to be the person you say you are to make that um, uh, payment. And then also, when you go through like our front-end module, um, we show you the data that you will be accessing, that we will be accessing on your behalf. So, like, um, just kind of moving the data to the... Um, end business um you can see okay what account information is being uh passed um sort of that sort of stuff so it's all consented stuff mm. okay fair enough so yep. there's just not um there's no there's no point at which you'd be encouraging people to spend money anyway yep. from the sense no definitely not essentially what we're saying we're saying um, credit cards, Visa and MasterCard as a business, a small business or even a large business mm-hmm. uh, charge, you know, two and a half, three percent on each transaction. Yeah. So, you know, you saw Amazon take off mm-hmm. Visa very recently. I know Visas are now allowed back on to operate on Amazon, but they, for a time, Visa was not allowed uh, to be on Amazon for users to process card payments through Visa. Due to the fact that uh, Amazon are charged fairly high fees um, from Visa for making for users for making those payments, so all immediately we're seeing the dominance with the industry with the big card businesses like Visa and Mastercard is slowly starting to yeah. come to an end. The new entrants, a little bit like us, on a few others, um, charge significantly less per successful payment, and then it's also a um, a user experience, right? You know, um, a lot of countries, yeah. like, a lot of countries like Germany, uh, don't uh, customers have a little trust in their credit card payments. So a lot of them make payments either manual transfer, cash, meaning they trust their bank accounts rather than cards. So pay by bank them as an option like works very very well. Um, yeah, I could, I could do a whole episode on this, and I do this on the day to day. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, we could we could definitely get into nitty gritty, but um, so it's, I find it interesting. Yeah, I mean, Visa and Mastercard are interesting companies that seem to you know it's known the worldwide, but um, just interesting how they got to this point where they are just like they're behind every transaction. Can you imagine that being? Mm-hmm. Uh, the company that is behind every transaction in the world um, the world over that is in just what an amazing position to be in it's amazing that there's only two of them i know but they um they are being competed against a lot of other um, businesses like i guess does, yeah and bmpl players um does paypal tackle visa and mastercard do they still not process those tr- transactions then yeah, I think PayPal is more like peer-to-peer payments, so like cross-border mm. payments where if 
sending money to friends and family in another country, um, even just in like a country, would like charge like a very small percentage of that payment. But um, I mean, there are. And that's why sometimes neobanks like exist now because it doesn't charge you for to make a a payment within a domestic country. Um, but yeah, I think it's still yeah, it's still good business, but it's definitely just on that peer to peer side. Interesting. Yes. I might try and work. I might try and work out how much money passes through these companies every year. Be yeah. Interesting. Let's do some research. Do it, boy. Do some more research. Good episode, Charlie. Good episode, Harry. Lots of love. Lots of love. See you next week. To all the listeners listening, listening for their ears. Goodbye.